2015, what a year. Our God came through in supernatural ways. You know, you can just about pick the Bible up anywhere. And one of the things that you'll see that God shares over and over is He calls us to remember. He calls us to reflect and He calls us to review. And as we look back, remember and reflect and review over all that He's done, it should always cause us to rejoice. Go back and look at the great things the Lord has done. He reminds through the Old Testament about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He reminds us about the Red Sea and the miracles. Then we get in the New Testament, we're just reminded about the resurrection. And so as we review, as we remember, it should cause us to rejoice. Now that's a choice as to where you choose to place your focus. I choose to remember the good things. I choose to remember the salvations and the growth, and I choose to remember the glory of God that we've experienced, the great series that we've learned and grown in together. Some people choose to look at the negative, the spiritual war, the things that happened that you wish wouldn't have happened. Such a choice. When I reflect, when I review, I'm amazed and astounded at the goodness, the glory, and the great work of God. This year, 2015, record baptisms. Thank God for all the people that were saved. This year, attendance exceeded anything that we could have dreamed or prayed for. This year, more people joined the Corps than any other year. We had just across the board growth, people that are involved in Bible study, small groups, people that are serving the Lord at every campus, people that are giving, people that are connected, people that have bought into the vision. Our theme this year is out of Psalms 92, picking it up in verse 12. I, I love this theme. We have one every year. We have a word that we focus on and pray about. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like the cedar in Lebanon, planted. That's our word, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They will be full of sap and very green. This year, 
more people planted, more people connected than in any other year in the life of our church. Every campus grew. We experienced God's glory. We saw God move in more ways than we could think about. So this whole weekend, we're gonna review. We're gonna remember, and we certainly are gonna rejoice. One of the things I'm super excited about that God is doing is our children's ministry. Across the board, boys and girls will be saved. They're learning the Word of God. So I've asked Pastor Gina, our global children's pastor at Faith Promise, to share just a little bit of what God's done this year in our kids' ministry. It's been a memorable year in FP Kids. Looking back at Easter, we saw over 2,200 kids at all of our Easter services. That's 2,200 kids that we got to share about who Jesus is and what he did for them. Moving into the summer, we took over 250 kids and leaders for a week of summer camp. It was our best camp experience to date, and we left amazed by how God revealed himself to kids and leaders alike. In the fall, each of our campuses hosted a Level Up event to help connect elementary age kids and parents with their small group leader for the year. We want to be intentional about connecting kids with small group leaders that can mentor them and be another voice in their life, teaching them what it looks like to follow Jesus. This past year, we've seen over 700 new families visit a Faith Promise campus. We've seen more than 115 kids take their salvation public through baptism. It's been an exciting year, but these numbers, they only reveal part of the story. You see, I wish I had time to share with you all the God moments that parents share with us that we treasure. Moments like two three-year-olds that are watching a movie and when something scary pops up on the screen, our three-year-old FP kid looks at her friend and she says, you don't have to be afraid. Jesus is always with us. Moments like this two-year-old who's telling his mother as she tucks him into bed one night, God makes me brave. Or how about this, a seven-year-old that prays over his small group leader saying, thank you God for our small group leader who can't wait to see us every week and sends us cards reminding us of how special we are. These are moments that tell a greater story, a story of the work that God is doing in the ministry of FP Kids. This year, we have more middle school and high school students serving as small group leaders than ever before. And they're serving alongside veteran volunteers that have served in kids' ministry since the day Faith Promise Church opened their doors 20 years ago. It's hard to put into words just how incredible 2015 has been. And yet I believe it's only a taste of what lies ahead as FP Kids continues to create an environment that captures kids' attention so that Jesus can capture their hearts. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. If you remember all the way back to January, we, uh, I encouraged everyone to pick a word, to pick a focus. Again, our theme was planted, but what would be your focus? What's God done in your life this year as you have thought about, as you've focused in on that? February, we celebrated a huge milestone, 20 years of ministry. Nobody dreamed of those founders gathered together in the Garden Plaza in Oak Ridge, Tennessee just exactly how far our God would take us. We saw it early in the year in the winter, hundreds of people commit to financial freedom and getting out of debt. Hundreds of families committed to begin a tithe. Remember the series, The Walking Dead? And that people got serious about letting Jesus be Lord and then being master over their money. It was one of the greatest lines, really, as I go back all year long, we serve God and money serves us. And Easter, what can I say? 
Barabbas paid us a visit. Remember the dialogue between Jesus and Barabbas? The theme was he took my place. Hundreds of people got that. Almost 300 people came forward for salvation and baptism. Glory to God. What an awesome weekend. I will never forget experiencing that. You know what else happened last year? Man, we saw revival in our student ministry across the board. Never been stronger. I've just never been more excited about the next generation. Kids growing up in the, in the church, learning the word. But our student ministry, wow. I've asked Pastor Zach, our global students pastor, to share just briefly some of the highlights of what Jesus did this year with our students. Hey, Faith Promise. God has done some miraculous things in the Epi student ministry this year. There's one story that just stands out to me. We had a young man who comes here on a regular basis, serves, makes a huge difference. And unfortunately, he lost his mother in a freak accident on a Monday night. And the dad came here on Wednesday and recanted a story I'll never forget. He was sitting with his son in the living room, just trying to comprehend losing his mother. And he looked his dad in the eyes and said, Dad, can we please not miss FU students this Wednesday? God has made a haven here for students, a safe place for them to come, where they may not be safe at home or at school or in the world, but when they enter here, where God has provided adults to love and care for them and God's spirit, they're safe. We have seen such huge wins and a miraculous growth here. We're averaging 980 across all five of our campuses. Listen to this, there has been 291 students baptized this year. 291 students, it's just mind blowing. There's over 200 adults who give two hours of their week out to come love on students and see them grow closer to be well-rounded believers. We started a conference during the summer called Movement Conference that we believe will grow Faith Promise Church, but not just that, but will help to grow the local church so that we will see an a explosion of Christianity all across East Tennessee. Lastly, I believe we're doing this. We are helping to grow the weekend here. We are integrating students as well-rounded believers into our church, raising up the next generation to see God move until he comes back to get us. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of Faith Promise and supporting what God's doing on Wednesdays at FP Students. Wow, thanks, Zach. I can't wait to see 2016 and what's gonna happen in our student ministry. Well, we rolled on. We hit, in the, we hit the book of Ephesians in the summer. Then we got jiggy. We moved into Fast and Loose, a series on sex. Scared some people because we, we, we dialed into what the Bible says about sexual purity. It was an amazing time. Then we rolled into doubt, the hidden shame in the church. God spoke to a lot of folks. Then we had a lot of series. We moved then into Heart for the Harvest. I got to be honest with you, I was a little bummed. I really prayed that our attendance wouldn't drop, but it did. I, after it was all over, I understood that it's a shakedown. It's a John chapter six. As the body's being challenged, there are people that are around the fringe that they don't wanna go at that level. I got that, but we're building an army. And when the end was over, faith promise came through. Heart for the harvest, stellar. We'll be doing God Behind Bars. We'll be doing our Loudoun County campus. We'll be doing other things because you were faithful. Then, I, I love the series, Love Starts Here. It was all about compassion. It's all about missions. So, 
I've asked Pastor Brad, take a few minutes and share with just some highlights, 2015, what God did in the missions. Hey guys, man, it's been another incredible year in missions and outreach at Faith Promise. I know all of you weren't able to be a part of everything, so let me give you a quick overview of some of the awesome things that God's let us be a part of. We were able to be a part of over 20 international and domestic mission trips this year. From things like working with orphanages in Mexico, to helping plant hundreds of churches that are reaching millions of lost across Southeast Asia, to working in Haiti with our new partnerships with the 410 Bridge in Haiti, to working in Central America and our Costa Rica campus, if you haven't heard about it, they launched last year, we were able to launch uh, Promesa de Fe in Costa Rica. They started with 60 people and in a little over a year, it's grown to over 300. It's amazing to see all the ways that God's blessed that. And even here in our own backyard, we were able to continue our Kids Hope mentoring programs and expand it to many of our campuses. We're able to also work with our Angel Tree program and sponsor hundreds of kids across East Tennessee. We're also able to do our Love Starts Here mission series this year. And in that series, we saw more small groups serve than we've ever seen in the history of our church as they went out and took the love of Christ and put their faith into action. I just can't believe all the things that God's done through that. And guys, I just want to thank you so much for giving this year, for going on trips, for helping send people, and for praying for for our church and for our missions partners around the world. I'm so excited to see all the things that God's going to do in 2016 as we continue to be a church that puts our faith into action. Thanks, Brad. And thank you, Faith Promise, for your generosity that we're able to touch a world, that we're able literally to touch a globe with the gospel. So grateful, so privileged to be your pastor. We move from Love Starts Here to Christmas, to the Lord's Supper together. What a sweet time we had. And now here we are at the end of the year. We could have spent an hour, we could have spent two, and still we would just barely have scratched the surface of all that our God has done. Indeed, he's worthy to be worshiped. That's why he said, remember, reflect and rejoice. Now, at every campus, I've asked all the campus pastors to come, take a few minutes, wrap up this service, and talk about some of the great things God is doing at the campus where you worship. Because we're a global family. We're one church with many locations. But God's doing something unique at every campus at Faith Promise Church. So campus pastors, I love you guys. Great job. Come and share just some of the great things our God has done in 2015. Love you guys. See you next year. Isn't it incredible to see what God has done through our church? You know, I get the privilege of being here and getting to share a little bit of what God's done at this campus. And one of the things that we've recognized as we have been in the multi-site journey now for about five years is that oftentimes when Pastor Chris communicates, he communicates with a global perspective, meaning that he talks about things that are happening across all of our campuses. And often if you attend this campus, you don't get the opportunity to hear about what's happening at the Pellissippi campus or some of the neat things that are going on. And so we want to take the opportunity this weekend to share about that, about the things that God is doing at this location and as a part of this campus. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I had the chance to get together with our Pellissippi campus staff and uh, just ask them the, qu the question, you know, if you were sharing 
the weekend after Christmas, what would you say were the highlights? What were some of the amazing things that God did in 2015? And they shared, and I took notes and had the opportunity just to process that time. And one of the things that hit me uh, is that the Bible really is a unique book in that it has lots of different types of literature. And if you uh, study the Bible, you can go back and look at that if you haven't. But one of the interesting things that hit me is that the Bible really does include a lot of biographies. Uh, stories of people who lived their lives, and we get to have a glimpse of that. And one of the ways that you know the Bible is true is because the Bible doesn't make everything in like a fairy tale that it was happily ever after, right? There are a lot of people who made a ton of bad decisions and big mistakes, and the consequences of that wrecked their life in some ways. But what's amazing about it is that God gives us a unique opportunity as well as Christ followers. That we have a beginning to our life, right? All of us were born and we have an end to our life. All of us will die. But I think one of the things that we forget is that just as those who are presented in Scripture lived and their life was recorded, our life, although not recorded in the Bible, is being recorded with the people who we live around, the people we worship with, the family that God has given to us, that we literally are living out a story that God wants us uh, to live for Him, but that is impacting those around us. And just like the stories of Scripture, our stories work in a unique way that they challenge the people who are around us. In other ways, our stories do what many times happens in scriptures. It disappoints the people around us. It disappoints us as well. I know for me, there are so many times where it's a great moment of triumph, and in the next moment, it's a great moment of disappointment to think, how could God be so great in that moment and not so real in my life in that next moment? But we have this opportunity to live out this relationship with God and what God wants to do in our life and how he wants us to impact the people around us. It's just cool that God allows us to live out this same type of life. And I wanted to share as we started out just a real quick high level uh, view of our Pellissippi campus and then kind of dive into some stories that our staff team shared. And uh, so I want to just jump in really quickly and do that and, and let you guys know what we are a part of as Faith Promise Church at the Pellissippi campus. Uh, this past year, each weekend in 2015, over 3,700 children and adults worshiped at this location. I mean, God is just bringing people, and you are inviting people and, and asking your friends and coworkers and family to come, and their lives being impacted, and they get the part to be a part of what God is doing at this location. And of, that, uh, of those people who are here, 540 people crashed the waters of baptism like we saw in this service a few minutes ago in that pool or in the others. Yep. Um, and, and how cool is it that they, in doing that, said, hey, I recognize God's doing something in my life, and I want to respond and live out and fulfill a life that's called to him. And so God just continues to do this work. And as you heard, man, there are more kids every weekend at this campus. There are more students every Wednesday at this campus. God continues to do a work in the lives of adults. This year we had more adults attend a small group than we ever have in the life of our church, which tells me that, yep, you can clap, that's good, that's good. Um, but that tells me that as you guys are attending in rows, you recognize there's something else that God has for you. And that's found in a small group community, in a circle that we say that God has prepared a place where you are to grow together with other believers and that you are to grow in your relationship with him. And that happens as we study God's word together. 
And it hit me, Pastor mentioned just a few minutes ago uh, this verse that we started off the year asking God to do. And it's Psalm 92, verses 12 and 13. And as I was thinking about and reflecting over the past couple of weeks, it hit me that the verse really talks about exactly what happened. But we don't like to look at it that way because for some reason in the 21st century of Christianity, we're almost averse to things growing. Like things shouldn't be big, things shouldn't grow. I like things small. And it's really cool because in Psalm chapter 92, it hit me as I was reading this. It says this, the righteous will, do you guys know what it says? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Now, you know, a lot of times pastors like to share what the Greek word means. And I don't know if you guys know what the Hebrew word means of flourish, but it actually means flourish. It means to get bigger. Now, if I said, hey, do you want your bank account to flourish Everybody's like, yeah, it's New Year's. Yeah, I need to get out of debt and all that kind of good stuff. Right, we all know what that means. But when we talk about our spiritual life or our church, we go, well, you know, I'm not sure. But he says, the, listen to this, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow. It's no hidden meaning here. It means something that's small is getting bigger. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And the reason why I think so often in the church today we get so concerned about things growing is because we have the wrong perspective of what it means to grow. And what Jesus said when he was asked, hey, what's the greatest, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment, he said this, it's real simple. Love your Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. You see, growing in Christ isn't about what you know or what you're knowing. Growing in Christ is about who you are or what you're becoming, right? And as you're becoming more like him, you're accepting that he has a purpose and that he has a plan for your life and that he wants to use you to do a work in this world and that you have to trust him to do that. And as you're trusting him, you're not gaining this great knowledge about something no one's ever thought of. In the response to that, you're actually loving the people who are around you more and more and more. It's not about knowing more, it's about becoming more. And it hit me as I was thinking through all of these thoughts, and it, it really began to amaze me because I don't know if you guys have thought about it this way, but faith promise doesn't exist without you. Right? Faith promise doesn't exist without you. If you choose not to show up next weekend, the building's not going to worship. You are the worship. You are God's people who are crying out to him, who are following after him. We are together corporately God's people who are called to be a part of this church in this season to be a part of what God is leading us to do. And it's really amazing because if we could share, each one of us, many of us could share those moments, right, where we have flourished in God. And others of us would share moments where we really feel like we so disappointed the work of God in our life. But even greater than that, you're going to hear just some stories about how God did a work in the lives of his people that they served and gave and grew at a level that they never have before. And Emily Carringer shared the day that we were talking about some of the cool things that are happening in our worship ministry and some of the unique things that are happening within uh, that ministry itself. A couple of years ago, our worship ministry started uh, a new strategy or took on a new strategy called Infuse. Every Tuesday night at this campus, people come from all other locations uh, with one, uh, really one purpose alone. And that's to develop the spiritual gifts that's in them and to develop the natural talents that they have as well so that we can experience a greater worship perspective on the weekends. And I think they're doing a great job. Don't you guys agree with that? I mean, we truly... 
we truly have this unique opportunity to worship in our church. It's so amazing. But even beyond that, a few weeks ago, we did a short production called The Stable Boy. And as a part of The Stable Boy, I don't know if you guys saw that, but all of these volunteers and even some of our staff as they came together, they came together to create a film for us that allowed us to see the birth of Christ in a different way. And what blows me away by that is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the intricate detail of that. I mean, just the way that people were dressed. One day I was sitting in the office with some of our video guys and saying, hey, how did we get costumes like that? And one of our staff members took those shirts and actually dyed them in tea to make them look like they were authentic from that period. Isn't that cool? How people will commit and be a part of the work of God in our church. And Emily said, you know, uh, that production really was given a great amount of momentum because 20 people finished the infused process at that point in time, and they committed to give their life to make that a success. Isn't it awesome how God will use people who are willing to be used to accomplish a greater work than themselves, and we all get to benefit from that. You saw uh, or heard from Pastor Zach a few minutes ago, and he talked about globally what God is doing in our student ministry. But at this campus alone, over 100 new students are worshiping every Wednesday night. I mean, God is doing something unique in our student ministry at the Pellissippi campus. And uh, he was sharing a story with us that day that the student ministry did something called Squad Wars uh, in the fall. And it's, I don't really know what it is. Pastor says I was born as an adult, um, but I, I guess I didn't get to have a lot of fun, but it looked like they were playing a lot of games in the worship center. And I'll tell you guys this, even though that may be true, uh, there's a point where winning is more important to me than anything else. And so one of the, on the video, I saw myself just with my face in this donut on the floor at kids camp, because winning is more important than germs or anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I want to win more than I want anything else. But Zach was sharing with us about how at the end of the squad wars, they gave everyone who came that night a shirt. And with that shirt, they gave the instruction, hey, wear this to school tomorrow. You'll be able to know the people who are a part of our student ministry, but then you'll be able to invite people to come and be a part. And at one of our local schools to this campus, a lot, so many students were wearing that shirt that someone recognized and pulled them all together. And that next day, that Thursday, they sent this picture to Zach. I want to share it with you because it's amazing. This is Carnes Middle School. Look at this. I mean, so many students who are saying, I'm a part of Faith Promise Church. I'm a part of Faith Promise students and what God is doing there. And I want to be a part of of letting other people know that they can be a part of what God is doing in the lives of people. I mean, isn't that amazing what God is doing in the lives of students? And then Jennifer Spencer, who's uh, our FP Kids uh, volunteer, one of our FP Kids volunteer coordinators, she began to share a story. And it, man, it just wrecked me. Uh, Every weekend, a thousand kids and adults are in our kids ministry at this campus. And they're learning about Christ. And what I love about our church is that it was started, right, with the, with the end in mind that we wanted to be a church where any person can attend, whether you've been going to church your whole life or whether this is your first day. Our church was created so that you can be here and that you can be comfortable and that you can grow. If you don't have a relationship with him, you can begin it. If you don't want to even begin a relationship with him, that's fine as well. You can attend for as long as you want to. We want to be a church where anyone can come and attend. And she began to share this story that just wrecked me about how God had, has begun to bring uh, some families with special needs children. 
And how would we meet the need to minister to them? And they were looking, and, and some of the people in those families actually came together and said, you know what, God has given us these children, and we're going to lead the ministry to special needs children. And so now, each weekend, when a special needs student, uh, child comes in preschool or elementary age, they're given a faith promise buddy who helps them minimize distractions to experience what God wants to do in their life each weekend. Isn't that amazing that people volunteer and give their life? Isn't that what we are about as a church? That God, yeah, that God wants something, that he wants to do a work in our kids' uh, lives. Um, I was uh, talking with, uh, back and forth with Pastor Kyle the other day, who's our internet campus pastor. And many of you may not realize that at this campus uh, is where our internet campus originates from. So as people are watching around the world, that's originating from our Pellissippi campus. So you're a part of that every weekend, even though you may not realize it. And Kyle was sharing with me that this year over 400 uh, computers connect each weekend, which means uh, hundreds to thousands of people are connecting around the world as a part of our internet campus. And he, he had sent me this story, and I wanted to share it with you because I think it shows uh, how God can use a person. Uh, listen to this email we received. This was back in January of this past year. It said this, Hi, Faith Promise. My wife and I watch every service online, and we love it. We're stationed with the United States Air Force in Belgium, so we can't attend. Watching your services, there is an option for Chromecast when streaming the service. Now, if you're over 50, don't worry about what Chromecast is. That's technology. You know, just forget that and, and move forward. The young people got that. They didn't need an explanation. Uh, but anyway, but the website doesn't allow, allow it. If it's possible, I'd like to use it. Anyways, thank you for your time. So Pastor Kyle goes back and forth with Cody. And Cody is connected each weekend to our internet campus when he's able uh, there in Belgium. And through the series, uh, through January and February, he begins to realize, hey, I'm a part of this church, and God wants me to serve in this church. So he reaches out to Kyle and says, hey, I don't know how I could serve, but I attend the I campus. What can I do? And we literally, uh, through that, their exchange, those two guys, Pastor Kyle, uh, gives him the opportunity, and now he became a host for our internet campus for our services. So all the way from Belgium, he is serving in the, on the internet campus of Faith Promise Church. Isn't that cool? Now, here's the greater challenge of that. If you live in Knoxville in the same time zone, like that pretty much cuts all your excuses out for why you don't serve, right? Like you've got to get plugged in. If someone in Belgium can serve, someone in Knoxville has a greater opportunity. To serve. And we could keep going on and on for days about what God has done, um, but I thought that this uh, literally uh, brought it home for me uh, because one of our team members was talking about Heart for the Harvest and talking about how volunteers were overwhelmed at the information desk and people who were down front. When we took the offering for Heart for the Harvest, um, this is a piggy bank, and kids who heard about the offering uh, came and they gave their piggy bank some down front some took them to the information desk and said this is my piggy bank and I heard that we're taking offering for our church and I want to give what I have to be a part of the offering and I thought that's the picture of generosity in our church and you know what hit me in that and this is so wild um, because I'd never thought about this but it hit me you know what no kid has ever said all the church wants is my money no kid has ever said, all the pastor wants is my money. No kid's ever said that. You know why? Because Jesus said, if you want to come to me, you've got to come as a little child. Because he knew there was no barrier there 
And kids can come in faith and say, I can give my piggy bank and know that God will take care of me. And that, yeah, that is the spirit. That is the spirit that we want in our church and that we want for you. And we want you to believe, no matter what it is in your life, that God will take care of you, that he has a purpose for you, and that he has a plan for your life, and that he will use you to do amazing things. You know, uh, so what do we do? I mean, what happens? Because there's this story, right? We talked about it. The Bible shows us these stories, but you're in a story. You're living the same story out day after day. And you may not have realized that until this weekend, that God has placed you within a great story. And it's your life. And it's impacting other people. You know, it might actually be building some people up or it might be dragging some people down. You may be in a place today where you're in a real crisis to truly believe that what God said is true. And that God believes in you and that he wants what's best for you. And here's what's cool about God. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's happened in your life, you know, no matter the consequences even that you're facing where you are, God never shakes his finger. He never looks down his nose at you. God always approaches and accepts us with his arms wide open, right? And that's the God that we want to portray to our church family. That's the God we want to portray to our community and to our world. A God who loves his people, who wants what's best for them. And so no matter if you messed it all up, man, it's still not over. You can still go back and make things right. But even beyond that, you can make things right with God. And then this week, you can plan for the future. And Pastor Chris, I mentioned earlier, wrote this book, Without. It's a 31-day devotional. And um, this coming Friday, I really do pray that you'll take your copy out. At whatever time you spend some time with the Lord, and maybe you don't even spend time with Him right now. Maybe you're not even a Christ follower, and you would say, you know, I, I don't even know why I would do that. Well, let me tell you why. Because uh, there's a great opportunity for your life to be different, whether you believe in Him or not. And what loss is there in 31 days to take this book and go through it and see, hey, is God really who he says he was? Is he real? Is he really the person that that church says that he might be? 31 days that you can just take a few minutes each day and discover who he truly is. You know, my commitment is I want to grow in faith. It's an area where I'm challenged and I want to grow to have greater faith. And one of the things that I've committed to is I'm going to go through this book every day, uh, 31 days, 12 times this year. I do that with the book of Proverbs every day as well. And I'm going to go through and just be committed to grow in faith. And you know what? For you, there's something you need to do. But I think it starts here. It starts with the fast, you know, that we're going to start on January 4th. And I would challenge you, don't hear the word fast and panic. You know, hear the word fast and say, God, what do you want me to do? If you've never fasted before, probably not going to start with 21 days of not eating at all, right? Let's just be honest with each other. But God may want you to fast from a meal. He wants you to fast from a certain type of food. He may want you to fast from social media or something like that. There's all different types of fasts. We just want you to commit. We want you to consider the journey that he's placed you on and for you to grow in your relationship with him in 2016. And so as we finish up, man, I pray that God speaks to you this week and that he allows you to see something greater, that your life is a story and that your story matters to God. There are people around you that are counting on it as well. Let's pray together. Father, in this moment, uh, as we are listening to you, I just pray that you would speak to each person. And the amazing thing about you is that you can speak to every person individually at the same time. So God, give us ears to hear.
and a heart to discern, and a mind just to really encompass all that you have for us. God, we're thankful. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So thank you for 2015, for what you've done. God, even some of the most difficult things we've walked through this year, we recognize that you are in control and that you are a God who gives us a beginning but also promises an end for those who know you, that you will actually, you have actually provided a place for us, heaven, where we can go and fellowship together with you. And so God, allow us just to experience a little bit more in 2016 of your fullness of your goodness god without faith it's impossible to please you and we as a body proclaim we want to grow in our faith and our faithfulness to you so lead us and guide us god we are grateful and you're the best in christ's name we pray amen hey we love you guys there's a communication card if you need anything you can let us know drop it in the offering box and uh, just uh, look forward to next weekend. Invite people. People are more open to come to church this time of year than ever. Have a great week. Happy New Year. We'll see you next weekend.